My favorite was uh, when I got into fantasy football. It was solely the reason that I got into it was just because my cousins were in a league, like my brother and my cousins, you know, and like um, they were kind of like talking smack that like girls don't really know how to play fantasy football and like girls shouldn't be allowed to be in their league. So I like uh, did a nice little uh, dupe because my brother wasn't playing that year. So I pretended to be my brother until I was in playoffs. And then I revealed that it was me and I told them. Like, ha, you guys are all misogynistic. I actually am beating wow. all of you. So, it was a gender nice. reveal. It was a gender yes. reveal. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a movie. What movie does that happen in where, like, she pretends to be a, a boy and then turns out to be a girl? Mulan. 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 <laughs> yeah. You're a modern-day Mulan, Jess. You are. I'm You're the fantasy football Mulan. fantasy football Mulan. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome. Uh, it's August, and uh, we are educators, so we are talking, getting back to school here on the Teach4X Network and the Teach4X Podcast. I am Scott Fireisen. With us, as always, is Jessica Wirache and Eric Johnson. Teach4X is an on-demand educator development service focused on the four pillars of education, technology, curriculum, community, and leadership so it's august first week of august uh for you coaches out there it all it all happens next week bless you jess uh <laughs> i don't know if you were sneezing or dabbing i thought you're dad i don't know if you're dabbing to start the, the, the gen z is leaking yeah uh um, i don't dab. my biceps are too big yeah it's true you would okay. yeah you'd break your nose if you did that yeah i would hit myself in the face and it'd be all over we'd have to right. end the podcast here right right so next week, uh, football starts, volleyball, soccer, all those fall sports begin. So it's a busy time next week. So a lot of coaches are getting their last summer fun in. I know a lot of teachers are as well. Uh, so here we're talking about what we're doing to prepare for the upcoming school year. Uh, as we always like to say, failing failing to plan is planning to fail. Oh, I yeah. like that. So I know everybody has a, an interesting ritual or something that they like to do to focus on uh, what gets them back into the mindset, the uh, mental framework in order to make sure that it's a good start to the year. Because the start of the year is so important, you only get one shot at it, and then you got to live with all of that stuff for nine months. So you got to get off to a good start. That's scary to think about it. You're right, but that's really scary to think about it that way. There, It is. You know, I was thinking I was doing good, not getting nervous for the school year, but now the stakes have just been raised for me. That, that is true, though. Yeah, that's what I do. I raise the stakes. I, um, you know, the whole self-help thing where people want to de-stress, I'm trying to raise the stress. I'm trying oh, to Lord. stress people out. I'm going to vibrate out of my body. Last school year, I was, I had to buy, like, I bought, like, a lavender-scented car thing to try to ease my stress going to school, and all it did was make my Starbucks taste like lavender perfume. So I was, like, driving to work on the first day of school eating my breakfast sandwich, like, gagging because I was, it just tasted like I was eating lavender soap. You bought a lavender? scented car no like a car like one of those car blasters that you put on the oh yeah, yeah, vent. yeah. and but it was so powerful which i wanted because i thought it would relax me but instead my all everything in my car was just infused with lavender and i was like gagging as i ate this lavender flavored breakfast sandwich my coffee is lavender flavored it was horrific it was awful it was a, like one of the worst 
One of the worst first days of school ever next to when my dog got sprayed by a skunk the morning of the first day for teachers back to school. I think I'm going to stay away from you for the next month because it seems like bad things happen to you. Yeah, dude, my, my yeah, my life is a black abyss. <laughs> Uh, so that's how Johnson's getting started. That's how Eric's getting started <laughs> to start the school year. What do you think, Jessica? <laughs> Even though it's a big no-no, I still like to start to like, especially on my little iPad, you know, I like drawing and doodling things on my iPad. I've been kind of just like creating like a little skeleton of the first week, you know, even though it's unpaid time and I try not to do anything on unpaid time. I uh, was just creating like a little skeleton, you know, I had a little downtime. So I was just kind of creating like what I wanted to accomplish in that first week and kind of like getting it all organized a bit. I'm very big on organization. So once I started getting like kind of a plan, I'm like, okay, well, this is doable. I can do this. I'm all right. Yeah, you are, you're my... You're one of my organization spirit animals. You are very organized and you like get enjoy you get fulfillment out of organizing stuff, which is very inspirational. Yeah, it's actually funny. Like I I tell people this all the time. I'm over here like I can't like actually sit and focus on other tasks unless the area around me is mm-hmm. like clean and organized and stuff put away because i'm um, i'm sitting in chaos i kind of just engross myself in chaos and then i become chaotic and then nothing good comes of that yeah that's a great first step laying out that framework something i try to do is you know we are i remember the days of the flash drives for those people out there you know we have now cloud services and google drive where everything kind of saves automatically but we used to have to like save files and it was just a lot harder to to organize and track year over year so uh one thing i try to take advantage of we do have all this unlimited access to google drive is just making sure taking an inventory of what i have and what i have that actually i felt good about last year and want to make sure i do again this year at the very least. And that really fights against the the sensation that you're kind of tearing everything down and starting all over every year. Uh, there's always going to be some of that, but there's definitely stuff that happened last year that I, that I definitely want to do again this year. And the big benefit of that is it just frees up my mind. It gives me something to look forward to. Oh, hey, remember when I did the, the Abraham Lincoln assassination last year? I got to make sure I do that again this year because that was a good, fun week. And, you know, all the stuff is there. I just got to dig it up and make sure I have it. Doing things of that nature, I think, go a long way because then it just helps fight against the the constant creating of material. How do you track that fire? So you go through, you look at the stuff. Do you like star the files in Google Drive? Do you have a doc where you record that or like a note taking app? How do you then remember to go back to those things? So I have a doc that I'll fill out. And then I get in the habit of just keeping everything in one big slide deck. So I have my last year, my U.S. history slide, it's like a 195 slide thing, but it's all in chronological order with the date. So I could just kind of scroll through like, oh yeah, I remember those four days that I kind of did this. Here's how I set it up. And then from that, a lot of the documents and assignments are linked in Classroom or somewhere else on Drive. So it's easier to pull up. So really making sure that I take advantage of that when I create materials because now on this end, it makes it so much easier to pull that stuff up 
and, you know, just add a couple more details and it greatly enhances, you know, the educational product task that the kids are doing. That's it's cool to hear because I was thinking, you know, a best practice that I was always told in teacher school was after each day or after each lesson, you should reflect on what made the lesson good, what made the lesson bad. And I was encouraged to like write that stuff down and, and I never did. And I just started using a new note taking app called Obsidian. And I was thinking about leveraging this app during the school year to keep record of like what lessons I do that I like and what lessons I do that are total duds. You know, some of that I think is filed away in the memory bank. And as you get to that lesson in your plan, you're like, oh, this lesson sucked. But sometimes by the time I'm noticing that I'm like in too deep and it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to do it anyway. And, and so in some ways you end up bashing your head against the wall on these bad lessons year after year. And I'm hoping by, you know, recording, reflecting on them after and keeping a database of what I liked and didn't like, you know, I will be better prepared for next year to have a more productive year with better lessons that the kids are more engaged in. And, and I'm better about excising the stuff that's no good. Yeah, I think that's pretty interesting, Fyrell. I just thought of like, um, because of the way, like, since we were talking about organizing and stuff, the way that you organize your slides, I kind of maybe want to go back and consolidate some of my slides into like one big thing per unit, probably I'm not going to do a whole year in one but consolidate them into like one thing so that way they're all in one place because sometimes I do find myself going back to my uh, previous folders right I do have folders on Google Drive I'm pretty organized with my Google Drive so it's not that hard but it is like a lot of click so I feel like that would be really beneficial I actually do that yeah that's something that has helped and I do the same thing with like meeting agendas I just have one long running agenda that has all the meetings throughout the year over and over and over. And I just copy and paste the agenda and then fill in, you know, what the team is working on or what we're meeting about. And then kind of the same practice. It's just all there because it's just hard to keep track of everything. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, remember why I did that last year? That was actually pretty good. And then it's already ready to go for the next year. I um I dabbled in the the enormous like Google slide of like all of your slides for the whole school year, my first couple of years. And I ended up switching off because I found it easier to share if I wanted to share an individual lesson with a teacher instead of sending them like a 150 slide doc. Um, I shared, you know, I could share one specific block of slides. And so when I store my stuff, I do everything's labeled. So it'll be like uh, abbreviated unit zero week one lesson one u zero w one l one. And then I'll have the like the first day's lessons slides. And that does it's unfortunate because unlike how you guys organize, you do end up with, you know, 200 files or something in one folder because you have all these different different slide decks for each day. But then it's really easy to find if I'm looking for a specific day's lesson, or if I'm sort of wanting to see the scope of my lessons, my Google Drive folders almost become unit plans. Uh, and then I try to construct my slides. So they operate almost like lesson plans and the slides for the day. Uh, so I, I like to keep them separate. But I, I, I totally dig the big the big slide decks. It just didn't work for me. Yeah, I feel like, um, Eric, I've seen your organization. It's amazing. It's impeccable, you know, very commendable. Um, but I think that I would probably keep the method that I do right now to organize my stuff and then go back later on and consolidate by unit and that would still so that way when right now in August when I look back at like uh, all the stuff that I did it's a little easier to look unit by unit to the big stuff and see what I 
got. So hopefully that helps. You know, I'm, I'm excited for this school year a little bit too. You know, I'm not just feeling ugh, back to work. At the top of the show, Jess, you were talking about sort of scrabbling down some outlines uh, on your iPad. Is there a, any particular format you use? Is it just a little brain dump? How are you organizing that? Yeah, I always, um, so I'm a very big into planners. And so I've ever since I got my little iPad, I've been into my digital planning. So then I have like my, um, I have a, <laughs> a digital planner with two weekly layouts, a daily layout for every day and a monthly layout. So basically I use like everything pretty much for my personal, but then I have one specific weekly layout that is for planning school stuff, which I really like. So I do like basically the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday planning kind of. I just kind of look at my unit plan, look at what I have drafted for like lessons that I want to do for the unit, you know, because I do little digital calendars as well on Google Drive. And then I kind of... uh pinpoint Monday through Friday what I want to do. And then, yeah, that's kind of how I do a Monday through Friday kind of planning. What app do you use for that? Do you use GoodNotes or Notability or something else? I use GoodNotes. GoodNotes is so cool. I love it. Seven bucks for it and it'll be there for life. Yeah, that's the one people like. I, I think Notability had previously been the premiere of, of iPad note-taking apps, but then they did a subscription that nobody liked. And I've heard a lot of problems with Notability's iCloud sync over time. The more stuff you add, the worse the sync gets. But Notability has a cool feature. Um, sorry, guys, you've activated Eric Johnson. This is the stuff I really love to talk about. Uh, Notability has a really cool feature where you can record uh, audio while you take notes. And um, I'm considering trying to find ways to leverage this as a teaching tool. Because what you could do is you could give, say, a lecture while doing notes on the iPad. And then that would be a video file that your students could do, kind of like your own bootleg Khan Academy, right? You know how Khan Academy is always, they've got the digital whiteboard and they're drawing stuff and talking. Yeah. Using Notability would be very easy to create stuff like that. And that would be pretty cool. But again, you know, I've, I've heard that over time, if you have a lot of stuff accumulating in your iCloud as you use Notability, eventually it just breaks. And I haven't ha heard about that issue with GoodNotes, but GoodNotes doesn't have that cool recording feature. Yeah, I, I saw that too when I was looking into uh, what I wanted to do, which one I wanted to pick, right? Because I did see those. And so I just went with GoodNotes just because it seemed to have more favorable reviews. And I was like, all right, we'll do this. And then I get my little planners off Etsy. Etsy's really good. I was thinking we at Teach4X should make uh, some sort of uh, digital unit planner that we could sell for a couple bucks. I think that would be awesome. I'm down. I would love to design that. You hear that, listeners? Prepare yourselves. How long, Fire, uh, does your inventory take? to look through all that stuff. Not long, not long, but definitely something that that needs to happen. So I try to do it before that week we're back without students, just because it gets so filled up with other stuff and because I'm in this new role. So, you know, I've got to, I, I want to make sure that I could kind of do uh, my teaching very, uh, uh, you know, without a lot of investment in thinking during the year. And I think I should be able to do that. So how long I'm going to ask everybody this question as we go through our uh, the pod here fire how many hours of preschool work not athletic director stuff just teacher stuff do you think you'll clock before that first day of teacher meetings and stuff that's a great question because I did gosh I did some good stuff throughout the summer. That's smart. I wish I did that this year. Yeah, I do it. I try to do it in June or July when I have some sort of random inspiration because, you know, when now it, it just feels like you have to do it and you're behind and then that's never a good feeling. So um, I did some broad strokes uh, in June and July. I would say, let's say 
12 hours, 12 to 15 hours. Okay. Yeah, that tracks. Um, so Jess, what are you doing? You talked a little bit about what you're getting ready for. You're, you're planning, but what uh, what are you specifically planning? How are you thinking you're going to start the school year? What are you getting ready for? So mine is way less than fires. I definitely have not been thinking about school this summer. Um, I probably, I think I mentioned it in previous podcasts. I think I usually just plan like the first week a little bit. And then kind of wait until I start getting paid again to do the rest of my stuff. But yeah, I've only planned out a little bit of my first week right now. Planned out the first day. Probably going to do a little bit of... um, Maybe I'm going to try to keep the first day simple just because it helps me and my sanity. You know, this is about me. Um, So uh, I'll probably keep the first day simple. The second and third day, I'll probably do like syllabus, class norms stuff. I'm trying to do a little bit more like project-y group-based stuff. So that way I don't have to do a lot lot of lecturing and talking because I already am thinking about lecturing and talking all the time and I'm already getting like that dreadful feeling of like I'm gonna be so exhausted all the time so I'm trying to make sure I'm not exhausted all the time and doing more of uh collaborative stuff with the kids and I'm actually kind of excited I usually do like a about me project like they have to do their own slides and powerpoints so on the first day of school I always give them a about me powerpoint like so just some simple stuff about me that I created you know my favorite shows favorite stuff like that and then I tell them like oh on Thursday and Friday you guys are going to create your own about yourselves you know just tell me about you what's your favorite stuff like what is your um, favorite foods things like that right so I'll have them create their powerpoints but this year I'm gonna mix it up and I'm gonna have them create powerpoints about each other I'm gonna partner them up and they have to create a powerpoint about each like the other person so they can get to know the other person and get to know themselves too in the meantime so I'm excited about that I'm excited to like force the kids to uh, do more projects together and collaborate more so that I don't have to do a lot of stuff. I appreciate this uh, conversation so much. I'm already writing down and stealing something from you, Jess. You know, I do an about me project too. And I've always presented my like teacher about me, but that's, they've always been different, different formats. And I I just wrote down, I'm going to do whatever about me thing I have the kids do. I'm going to do the same thing as a model, which I have never done before. So I really appreciate that. That's great. Yes. That's what I do too. I model it after what they're going to have to do on Thursday and Friday. So leading up to, to all this, Jess, how many hours of teacher work do you think you'll clock? Because you made it sound like it was going to be small. Uh, probably. at the, I, I actually am almost done with planning the week. And I think I've put in like maybe an hour, an hour and a half. And I don't think I'm going to keep anything up until uh, August 15th when we have to go back. And you're going to do like a week of SEL? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do some very social, emotional, getting stuff nice and feeling, community building stuff. So I'm excited. I also always bribe the kids with uh, food, you know? So the first day we'll do an icebreaker. My favorite is like the lineup game. Like I make them all line up like by first name, alphabetical order. And then my favorite is the last task that I have them do is to line up by shortest to tall. Oh boy. Easy. But the catch is they have to do it in under a minute 45 seconds right they have to be fast with it and they love it they always get really into it because then i promise to bring them like munchkins or like little bags of chips the next day and so there we go the kids start because they like the food and it sounds fun fire is your first week going to be all sel as well yeah i um i found a great american flag project that i like to do where each printout is a section of the American flag, and then it all gets put together into one big, you know, like four foot by six foot American flag that you could hang on the wall. So it gives each student a chance to decorate it themselves and to express themselves, to kind of find their own identity. But then we put it all together into this large 
uh, flag that can stay on the wall for the whole year. So it's a great project. It's a great way for the students to uh, express themselves, get to know each other. Of course, the highlight of that is uh, us as teachers then get to circulate the room and get to know the students, which is really, you know, the best part of something like that because it gives us time to to build that rapport and, uh, you know, settle in for the start of the year. So that's something that I definitely like to do. I like the, just you said, the variations on the shortest to tallest and birthday and stuff like that that's great so you know just all that stuff and so the you know the planning aspect i don't know do you have slides for that like do you have a little slide procedure for that jess or do you have yeah i like procedure the heck out of all of my activities like i literally break it down step by step every single thing like obviously i verbally like uh announce everything right but i also have it up on this on like the projector so like i have my powerpoint with the instructions like step by step like numbered like you will do this and then you will do this and then you will do this and then it looks like this so uh i do that a lot because uh you know teenagers need directions yeah i mean that's best practice you're you know continue to inspire me and johnson sometimes i'm happy that i just have a different font you know sometimes i'm happy i just changed the <laughs> I'm not using New Times Roman or whatever. Like, yeah, way to mix it up. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> yeah, I also get very into choosing my uh, PowerPoint theme for the year. Like last year was like flowers, like this cute little flower PowerPoint theme. This year it's like a geographical nautical map type looking Ooh, thing. Oh, yes. My uh, PowerPoint theme. So it's always very cute and like, uh, you know, extra for no reason. Oh, there is a reason. Because I am extra. It's um, it's cool to hear how student centered uh, everything you guys are thinking about is, and and that's sort of where I'm at too. Uh, I'm I'm planning on sort of revamping everything I've done before. I, I've really gotten into a routine with a lot of my materials. Where the last few years I've sort of been on autopilot and just reusing stuff I made in the past. It's so tempting when it's just there and it's like okay or pretty good to just use your old stuff and you know update the dates and times and the kids' names, but otherwise keep things mostly the same. But I think this year I'm going to try to redo everything. And uh, a lot of the redoing I'm going to do is based off some of the conversations we've actually had on the podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to steal Jess's station's stuff uh for the first day or one of the first days my goal is you know the first week sometimes feels like so much like teacher talking and teacher centered stuff and i think whenever possible i'm going to try to avoid that my goal for most of this year and, and we'll see how it works out but i want to be more of a, a, a facilitator and a coach and less of a teacher standing at the front of the room like direct instructing so i don't know either sometime within the first three days i'm going to do some sort of stations thing with meet and greets and syllabus review and and some of the getting to know you type stuff i might begin the day there's this really horrifically painful and uncomfortable uh name uh learning game where students stand in a circle and they have to say each other's names uh i don't know maybe you guys have played this where if like we were in a circle the first person says hi my name is eric and then if jess is the next person jess would say hey, I'm Jess, and that's Eric. And if Scott is the third person, he would say, hi, I'm Scott, that's Eric, that's Jess. And then the fourth person says, you know, hey, I'm Godzilla, and that's Scott, and that's Jess, and that's Eric. And so by the time you get to the last kid, they have to say every other kid's name. And it's a really uncomfortable and painful game, and the kids hate it, but it is like helpful. Like you learn the names day one, like day one, everybody knows each other's names, but it is miserable. It's like a rough half hour. Uh, But 
it feels worth it because like then I just know everyone's named instead of me like peeking at seating chart for the next month and a half trying to make sure I know everybody. But yeah, I, I'm going to try to get that situated, do stations and then do a, a getting to a new project like you were talking about, Jess. But I really want, I want the first week to be content agnostic so I can plan the same thing for all my classes, except for maybe the syllabus. But even that I might try to put off till Monday. Uh, all SEL, all student centered. And I'm hoping I can knock that out really fast. I blocked off a ton of time, like four hours each day for the next week to, to get all this done. But hopefully I can get it done faster because that would be miserable for it to take so long. But I just continue to be inspired by everything you guys shared. Well, that's what we do here at Teach4X. We inspire, we motivate, we aspire, we, you know, we're just here to, well, it's, it's early August. So, you know, we're still a little off on the clouds being idealistic, yes. you know, but that's, you got to be, you got to do that at some point. You, you can't uh, entirely lose that as an educator. No. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I was just thinking now maybe a first week activity for my class, I might haul them all down. We might do have to do another uh, tour of the building and maybe they could assist me in cleaning out the disgusting storage areas that I'm finding in the athletic department. So maybe that could be like a, a fun project based real world application experience. I'm thinking. That sounds actually great. Right. Like, hey, let's, you know, what's the historical implication of not uh, disposing of waste? Well, there are these wrestling mats from, you know, last century that are just stacked up here. But there's a sign on them that says trash. So someone identified them. Someone said, hey, this is garbage, but then chose to store the garbage as opposed to dispose of the garbage. Oh so God. I found that to be really interesting uh, yesterday as I was giving myself a tour of the building. Thinking about like this kind of practical stuff, fire is interesting because I, I was briefly thinking like, what could I do to construct my classroom to parallel the real world as much as possible? Like, could I make my classroom function like a workplace? Not in a bad way, uh, like not in the miserable, like sitting in cubicles and hating your boss way, but like, uh, I don't know, just make the behaviors and procedures of your class reflect what you'll encounter in the real world. I, I, I have no idea how to do that. That's like so big brain, but that was something I was mulling over. Um, like, what could a teacher do? And this could maybe be its whole own podcast, but how could you change the structure of your classroom to try to make it more like feel like the real world? And I don't know what the answer to that. I literally have no answer, but that's kind of what I was trying to sit on and think about uh, for this year or maybe next. There's got to be some sort of like room entrance procedure, right? I mean, when yeah. you show up to work, you punch in or you sign in or you swipe it, you know, whatever. So I would say right. that would be a start, right? And then subconsciously, that's like your mental time to work. Um, yeah. So I foresee that at the next level it's in education where, you know, you, the student swipes in or there's a sensor when they come in and then that their location is timed, you know, how much seat time they've had, they've been in the room, what, you know, what's been going on. I'm kind of surprised that that doesn't happen already. Right. Um, but maybe the student, the student data side, you know, they don't, they don't want to be tracked and monitored like that, but I think that would be big. And then, you know, you enter, here's, here's the task that you have to get done. Here's what you got to do. I'm here to help out. And uh, then you're dismissed when you're done. Like that, yeah. that's kind of the modern workplace, right? Interesting. And the, I, yeah, then the only fear is, and this should probably be a separate podcast, but then it's like, okay, is that two hands off? Right. You know, I don't know if the boss would like that. 
you know, I, yeah, it's just, we should do a whole podcast about it. Can we do a whole podcast about this? What are we talking about again? What am I (laughs) (laughs) trying to, trying to make the classroom feel like the real world, trying to make the classroom feel like an actual workplace. Right. Um, But I I think, is that the job of the school though? Like I I often hear student or teachers will lament like, well, in the real world, you can't do blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't know. Like maybe, I don't know. Uh, my wife works from home, so technically she could start work kind of whenever she wants to, you know, like, I don't know, you know, so there, I think in some ways, are we training them to go work in a fast food restaurant or are we, do we want them to know the real world that might be a little more loosey goosey than we think? That's a whole podcast episode. That's a whole podcast episode. So tune in next time, folks. Why don't you take it away, Miss Warache? All right. So thank you again for everyone for listening. Please rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you would like to get in touch with us, ask us a question, you could do so via Spotify or you could shoot us an email at teach4xcontact at gmail.com. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Enjoy your last days of summer. See you next time, folks. The music is Bossa Antigua by Kevin McLeod. You can find this at incompetech.filmmusic.io using the filmmusic.io standard license.